Everyone eats out every day, but people don't think about how food arrives on the plate. This is Grounded, and I'm Lauren Mitchell. Join me as we delve deep into the challenges, expertise, and experiences of professionals and innovators in the food service industry. Grounded is powered by the Buyer's Edge Produce Division. Our mission is to provide innovative solutions and excellent service to food service operators. For this week's episode, I have Stephanie File again with Fresh from the Field. She is our Chief Procurement Officer, and she will give us an update on what we're seeing out there in the marketplace in terms of fresh produce commodities. Thanks, Lauren. Hi, everyone. With all the issues in the market on items such as avocados, asparagus, broccoli, brussels, blueberries, limes, carrots, table grapes, and the list goes on and on, it leaves us asking, what in the market is going on that's even good? Well, it's fall, y'all, and the best thing about fall is apples, pumpkins, and squash. We are seeing more restaurants trend to seasonal menus that focus on items that are high quality and in season. Salads don't have to be green. Chopped squashes with herbs and apples make a great fall addition. Roasted squash soup and pumpkin-based soups are the trend for fall. Replace berries with apples. The ability to source seasonal commodities are a major win with today's environmental challenges for quality and for price. For more information, have our team of experts forecast a seasonal and local calendar just for you. Today's guest has experience that spans 30 years with iconic brands, including Popeye's Louisiana Kitchen, Yum! Brands, Papa John's International, and Texas Roadhouse. A dynamic product development and quality assurance leader with expertise in guiding and directing QA professionals to deliver high quality results. He's highly skilled in research and product development, having developed dozens of products, which range from your seasonings, dry mix sauces, wet sauces, batters, and much more. He's the vice president in quality assurance at Inspire Brands currently. I have Byron Theodore on the show today. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for, for welcoming me. What a great intro as well. <laughs> Well, hey, and also, most important, happy birthday. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, today has been a day filled with lots of sugary treats, and I'm loving every bit of it. <laughs> What's been the best thing you've had today yet? Well, I had some, uh, my favorite donut from Dunkin', the, uh, the, the sour cream donut. That was awesome. And then my assistant bought some um, uh, mini bunt cakes. You know, Ooh. so, so yes, I'm, I'm probably going to, I'm, I'm bouncing off the walls right now and just hope that I don't sugar crash later. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, I'm so excited to talk to you today. You are so respected in the industry and I've been telling people in anticipation of our conversation and everyone just says the same thing. Oh, Byron, the guy is so awesome. Um, and you really are, I've met you in person and you've just got, got such a great spirit to you. So. I hope our listeners get a piece of that today and more just kind of understanding about this role of quality assurance and what that really means when you're working for um, a, a company like Inspire Brands that spans across multiple concepts, right? We've got Buffalo Wild Wings, um, Sonic, um, you know, Jimmy John's and, and the like. So why don't we start there? Tell us about your role as um, Vice President of Quality 
insurance and, and specifically what it mean for those who, who may not be real familiar with food service and, and, and specifically in the supply chain? Okay. Well, first of all, thank you for the kind words that you said before. Uh, you know, I really appreciate my, my time in the industry. I've met so many wonderful people along the way. But my role uh, at Inspire is it basically is to, to set strategy and vision for quality assurance a, a, across Inspire. Um, you know, this includes product quality, supplier compliance, uh, food safety, and, and regulatory nutrition. Uh, my team is a, a team of food scientists and, and product category specific team members that, that support all six of our brands that you just mentioned. Um, you know, just for reference, um, you know, Inspire QA consists of five dif different disciplines. So we have our supplier quality team that has our QA managers that's responsible for supplier compliance uh, in, in metrics and in, in making sure that the, the quality of the product meet our specifications. Uh, we have our supplier food safety team that's responsible for our auditing function. They're also responsible for uh, approvals of our supplier facilities, uh, global uh, crisis trending, uh, monitoring, as well as our, uh, our uh, traceability programs. We have our product commercialization team who works very closely with our individual culinary teams that, um, that takes concepts from the, from the product development process, brings it to the supplier for development and scale up. Uh, there's regulatory nutrition, uh, which is self-explanatory, you know, nutritional claims and, and, uh, and content. And then we have our systems and technology. You know, we have to have a, a database to house all of this information. We have to have technology to help us to audit. So, uh, you know, it's just a common theme when we talk about systems and technology is how this, uh, this industry is progressing. Yeah, absolutely. And we'll get into technology in a little bit, but you said a lot there and I want to make sure, um, you know, I, we don't miss a beat. So specifically, you know, with the supplier clearance. So again, you mentioned Inspire Brand has six concepts. Um, I know I forgot Arby's there before. So let's make sure we got all those included here. It's Buffalo Wild Wings, Sonic, Arby's, Duncan, Jimmy John's. Who am I missing? Baskin Robbins. Baskin Robbins. <laughs> so for any of those, if, if they're exploring, um, you know, a, a new, a new item to the menu, what is the process that, that, you know, you have with the sales and marketing team to really kind of make sure that you guys are staying in step together to, to kind of vet the appropriate suppliers and, and, and that whole. Okay. So the first thing process. that we, the first thing that we have is, um, we have a preferred supplier list. So it's all, it always starts there. What suppliers we want to work with um, for the concepts that, that are being developed. And, and then from there, we, uh, you know, we, we build the, the specification. What is the actual expectation of the brand? Uh, you know, what this particular product that they have, what do they want it to look like? What the texture should look like? what, you know, what the flavor, the sensory profile should look like. And then from there, we start, we start building a product with the suppliers, building that specification along the way, and then testing the product, understanding, okay, we understand the brand's expectations. Now let's put some metrics around it. 
If it's the sauce or syrup, how thick should it be? Let's put those numbers down. Um, you know, what should the, the texture look like? Uh, what should the color look like? Flavor profile. Uh, you know, then we, then we go, you know, we, we, we talk through, uh, you know, ingredients and making sure that they're in compliance. Uh, you know, we want to make sure that whatever we're developing is always developed to the toughest regulatory standards. So we won't have any problems nationwide, uh, or in, in some cases going outside of the, the U.S. borders with, with any issues. You know, so and, interesting. Yeah, absolutely. And then there's some, then there's a lot of testing that's involved as well. You know, we we test the product to make sure that it's actually successful. Um, you know, how is it holding up store level? Is it is it meeting the shelf life standards? So it's it's a lot that goes into when we're introducing a product into the system. And and even when you when you are introducing a product to the system, how far out do you have to work, or does that really depend on the brand? I mean, how much runway do you really have to work with? Well, we will like a lot of time. We will like probably a good six to nine months, but it doesn't always work that way. Uh, you know, sometimes, you know, we try to, uh, you know, drive excitement into the brands very quickly. Yeah. And that, yeah. that condenses the timeline. And then, you know, we as a team have to make sure that we're in lockstep and we're meeting those, those short timelines so we can get a product out to the system quickly. You know, uh, we always like to have new news, you know, the, the limited time offers are LTOs that drives excitement, that drives a lot of folks coming to our concepts, uh, you know, to to try it out. And, uh, you know, we want to make sure that that we as a team is meeting the brand's expectations and and uh, and, and and getting the product that that they uh, that they want out there in the system quickly. Okay, so this brings up a question on, again, new items. So where are you guys, what do you follow as far as um, information gathering? What prompts a new item? Is it consumer insights? Is it trends? Is it hearing directly from your customers? Is it your sales and marketing team? Is it a combination um, therein? Do you open it up at national conferences and, and kind of gain some feedback there? You know, What are the different kind of feelers that you have out to, to position or posit a, a new item? Yes, it's a combination of all of the above. Um, you know, a lot of the, the information, a lot of the new products that we have driven is driven by uh, trends or, uh, you know, consumer insights. You know, we, we may, uh, you know, have an idea that we feel that, that is really good. And then what we'll do is that we're tested. We let uh, mm -hmm. our consumer data, our consumer insights drive what decisions that we will make. Uh, that's important because you don't want to, you know, you don't want to launch something that no one's going to buy. Right. You know? Right. And you want to make sure it's safe and tested. I and mean, there's just so much that goes into that. So fascinating. Absolutely. Um, okay. So I have a question about just um, more in terms of delivering the high quality results. You know, what key principle exists to your core um, to continue to make the right decisions for all the brands that you feel has been key to your success? Okay, for, for me, for my core, um, you know, as, the, as a quality assurance professional, my duty is brand protection. And in mm. this buyer's case, it's six brands. And with that, I'm just a firm believer in what's embedded into my core is one principle. What gets measured gets done. Meaning that our suppliers you know, when they understand that we're measuring their 
their performance, you know, they tend to perform better. You know, we only use, we only approve suppliers that meet our stringent criteria. Those that have, uh, you know, systems in place to promote both quality and the safety of our products. And then we measure their performance, whether it's through trending production data, auditing, you know, evaluations, whether it's sensory or physical. My thought process always just goes beyond great tasting food. The food not only has to pass our quality standards, but it also must be manufactured in a way that is safe for our consumers. What gets measured gets done. I love that. So important. Um, so something else that you said there, you know, brought something to my mind in terms of supplier visit. So how do you coordinate who's visiting where? And also just, you know, it's been said on a previous show with a guest that that is just an important part for any of your team members to really participate in, to understand where their food and products are coming from. So is that normally de delegated to one or two people on your team? Or are you trying to get as many people as possible within supply chain or QA and food safety into your suppliers' facilities and, and, and eyes on the process? One of the important things that we did when we started building Inspire QA is that we had to make sure that we built it for scale because Inspire is going to continue to grow. So with that, we have um, category managers, managers for each food product category. So if you have a QA manager for proteins, a QA manager for sauces, donuts and snacks, so whatever, you know, that particular category manager would have those set suppliers that they would visit on the set cadence. Makes sense. Okay, talking more about just your career and being in, in quality assurance, thinking back to when you first started to where we're at today, what do you believe to be the greatest improvement in supply chain as a whole? Um, I feel that the, the greatest improvement in supply chain would be one, um, technology. You know, we're already going down the path of, of um, you know, technology advanced, uh, you know, traceability. That is, that is one, one area I think that is, that is, that is really, um, you know, taking off and, and has been an improvement throughout the, um, you know, throughout supply chain. Um, also, I think going back, the proactive approach to food safety, for example, like HACCP and its prerequisites, FISMA, food defense, just, and just to, uh, you know, go through a few of the items. Um, also, you know, going back to what we talked about before, being consumer-driven, uh, consumer-focused. Consumers are so much better informed and educated about what they consume. You know, so mm -hmm. we have to be ahead of the game and have the ability to provide quick and accurate data just to allow them to make sure that they're making the best possible choice with respect to their eating habits. Yeah, I mean, that's, you know, I can kind of relate that to the real estate market too, right? So people have much quicker access now online to finding properties and understanding about what they're looking at. They're bringing in the agent more towards the end of the process, right? Correct. Um, just like what you said with consumers and just being able to do their due diligence now and research, they are much more informed. So you're kind of having to bunny hop past that level. That is so interesting. Um, great point there. If, if you don't mind, I want to talk, you know, a little bit about chat GPT. It's been an increasingly popular topic. Um, 
Do you have any any understanding or pulse on AI and robotics and how it might change supply chain FSQA over the next 10 to 15 years or in, in you know, again, more on technology, anything that you can predict, it, it might support your department? Well, um, you know, always technology. You know, one of the things, you know, we talked about technology-enabled, um, you know, advanced traceability. You know, that's something that's, that's going to really impact, uh, you know, supply chain and especially QA in the mm -hmm. future. Um, demand planning. There's always, uh, there's always a drive to, to, you know, plan out production, plan out inventory levels when we ordering, when we're ordering better. Um, mm -hmm. so that, that is, that is something that, that is, you know, I think it's going to be a, a real asset to supply chain and QA in the future. Uh, we, we always looking at a ways, uh, ways to mitigate waste. You know, as it, as far as as robotics in 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 QA, um, you know, I, I'm a firm believer. I guess it's because I'm old school. I'm, I'm a firm believer of of a of a body in a plant. <laughs> <laughs> you know, someone that can actually, you know, you know, see the product, know the product, even though you know you would have the the AI that would have things downloaded in it, but you know, you have someone with the emotion and the passion behind the product. And, you know, it's, it's nothing like an actual QA person, uh, you know, that's, that's there. I'm a firm believer that you cannot do QA from your desk with the, with the computer. You have to get out there and be a true partner with your suppliers. Again, what gets measured gets done going mm -hmm. out there and measuring your, your supplier's performance. Yeah, my husband's in manufacturing as well. He's a plant manager with 3M. And he, since the um, very beginning of COVID, I mean, he's been a body that's had to be in the plant makers of product and kind of seen that transition of which jobs have been outsourced to home or remote um, environments. And he's same principle. There's just, you can't replace hands on the product, hands sewing the harness um, and, and checking and double checking and triple checking before shipment, right? Absolutely. Um, so yeah, 100%. And and. Ways to mitigate waste, you know, ordering better. This is a question often comes to us, you know, how can we, how can you save me money this year? If you were, <laughs> now that we've got three or four extra months in the year and we want to start looking at 2024, you ran our supply chain, you know, all year long and, and, and purchased the product on our behalf. What changes would you make? Ordering behaviors is really a big one because especially when you're managing large volume and you've got contracts set up, you know, if we can really pinpoint LTO timing, we can work with that flexibility, but if it's a core item and there's ordering habits that are really fluctuating, that can really impact cost of product and, and having to be able to fill trucks appropriately and things like that. I mean, it really ripples throughout the system. So very interesting to see how technology can help us support ordering patterns and predictive behaviors and things like that. Absolutely. All right. So let's talk about risk a little bit. Um, I know you have that at the forefront of your role. I'm curious more about tools or strategies that you use to mitigate risks of food safety issues for your brand. And I, I know a lot of it's without of our control, but I, I got to imagine you have a pretty good pulse on how to keep it somewhat um, within your control for what you can. Right. You know, you know for me, I, I, I think that the best tool is to build a program that is process oriented and, mm -hmm. and centered around great partnerships with your suppliers. You know, having alignment on understanding each step of the manufacturing process 
you know, basically of each product and understanding the potential risk and establishing controls early in the process of upstream. We talked a second ago about being predictive, you know, establishing controls upstream in order to, in order to mitigate potential problems of the, of, you know, of the finished product later in, later in, in the process. And that's something I think that, you know, that is very, very important. It's more, you know, what, what we call being on offense, you know, being predictive, understanding, you know, those risks early on so you can mitigate what can happen once it gets to your restaurants or if a customer gets it, you know, also, you know, we talked about things that are not under our control. You know, what about when products are in transit? You know, uh, again, you know, technology-based controls help us to deploy temperature control devices, you know, temp tails that help us to map out our cold chain compliance. You know, so putting controls around things that, that are not visible to you, I think that is, that is something that is vital. And I think that's a part of where a lot of technology focus is, is, is going, you know, um, it's one of those things that, that one of those things that keep QA professionals up at night, you know, those things that are not visible. So how do we make them visible? How do we put controls around them? So, you know, that is, that is, uh, uh, you know, my spiel on, on mitigating, uh, you know, risk in food safety. I'm picturing an excellent project for, say, the grad student where they map the the path of a product all the way from seed to plate or from origin to plate and, and then kind of highlight or code the items that are in the control versus out of the control and understanding kind of therein. I mean, that would be fascinating. It, it um, really would. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so back to quality and, and even just looking at, you know, trans, transportation of product. Um, you know, we, de we deal with fresh produce in specific, and I'm wondering what is one thing that you wish your distribution partners, um, specifically those handling produce knew that would help you serve your customers or restaurants better. And I've gotten a ton of great answers, um, on this one, just because again, it's kind of that final mile, you know, last, last hand touch before it gets into the cooler and, and, and just want to hear your thoughts on that. Right. For me, I think it's, uh quality checks prior to shipping, you know, and it helps us to ensure that we have the best possible products being delivered to our restaurant. Mm -hmm. um, needing those guys to be an extension of my team, you know, the eyes and ears, um, you know, being proactive about putting something on hold that, that, that don't meet our spec. Um, mm -hmm. Basically, if it's poor quality, don't ship it. Right. Um, sense of urgency, if we have to track and trace, you know, any, any products, you know, but technology is, is definitely going to be a solve for that. All right. Going back to Inspire Brands in the future, what does success look like for you and your team and Inspire Brands for the rest of this year? Well, for, you know, for Inspire and, and for us, I, I would say one is what would be growth. You know, we're, we're definitely a company that's, that's built to grow, um, you know, Inspire QA is also uh, built to grow as, as Inspire grows, um, whether it's in, in numbers or, or definitely at, in, in, in knowledge and, and, and the use of uh, the provided technology. Uh, you know, going back to the company, providing menu offerings that drive excitement, 
you know, continuously providing our customers with a legendary experience and high quality food. And lastly, just maintaining our culture. You know, mm. we always want to be the preferred place to work. Those are awesome. Maintaining culture, growth, knowledge, and I love how much you've spoken about just having menu items that drive excitement. In QSR, you know, that is so important. People want what they want, but then just being able to see the, the new items swing in, swing out is just, it's awesome. Absolutely. Okay. And, and how about something, I don't know if you've got something that comes to mind, but something about your job that almost no one agrees with. <laughs> well, you know, that's this funny when you talk about a, a QA guy. Um, so, you know, no production is perfect. You will have something that's going to, that will happen, whether it's the torn box, broken, busted bag or whatever, you know, is this basically, um, you know, the, how we process quality issues, you know, there's certain specific details yeah. that we need in order to process it. And, uh, you know, I, I think that folks think that we, we can snap our fingers and, 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 and correct it. Sometimes there's an investigation that needs to go on, you know, in mm -hmm. between before we, uh, we approve credit for a particular quality issue, but sure. it gets there, but there's a process, yeah. yes. you know, what do they say in sports? Trust the process. Trust the process. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. I, I thought that might be your answer. Okay, so taking me back to Byron in the in the beginning of your career, um, you know, and, and even just perhaps in college, you went to Xavier University in Louisiana, studied yep. Bachelor of Science. Um, what is something that you can think of that you learned back then that is strangely relevant to what you're doing today? And I, and I love asking this because I wanted to reach our listeners that are perhaps exploring a role in supply chain or procurement, QA, food safety. And, and just kind of the reminder of how some of these things we learn in different lanes, either different categories, all of the different brands you've worked for, um, you know, how has really just kind of ignited what, what you're able to produce here now for Inspire Brands. Well, if it's me personally, you know, my experience, you know, especially at, at, at Xavier University, which is, uh, you know, one of uh, many of the HBCUs down here in, in, in the South, in New Orleans, um, it taught us to be comfortable being uncomfortable. It taught us to, um, you know, be detailed, to be professional, to make sure that, uh, you know, we are, you know, no excuses that we are actually being, you know, a good partner, collaborative, um, you know, and, and I think that was one of the, the main experiences that, that really captured me and why I loved, uh, you know, Xavier University because of the fact is we were, we were a small university and we, everybody knew everybody, you know, and, and we were able to collaborate a lot and we were able to, to lean on each other and, and, uh, you know, just understand how we, how we can succeed, you know, and, and share best practices. Great words, Byron. Okay. I'm going to wrap up with a few, what I call rapid fire questions. Um, okay. tell me a daily habit that keeps you grounded. Okay. Um, other than being a, a husband and father, <laughs> mm. 
you know, I, I always carve, I always carve out some time uh, in my calendar for planning. Uh, planning helps me to be prepared for uh, the next day or, you know, something that, that's something that's important later on in the week. And uh, it prevents me from having to cram a bunch of information at the last minute. Helps me to be strategic. Helps me to, uh, you know, see the larger picture. Because uh, it's all about, you know, setting setting goals and vision. So that planning period definitely gr- grounds me and, and helps me to, to be prepared. All right. And how about to a next generation of supply chain or procurement? What is a piece of advice you're willing to share? That goes back to some of the things we uh, we discussed about uh, about Xavier University. Um, mm-hmm. You know, learn to be comfortable being uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. You know, we have challenges throughout the day. Uh, you know, things that we can't control, whether it's weather that may con- control some of the crops that may cause supply chain issues. It may be a, a war in Russia and Ukraine, you know. So a lot of these pressures and supply chain issues, uh, you know, we're faced as, you know, across our industry every day. And, you know, you have to have a calm approach, be very strategic, and just lean into those challenges. Uh, learn from your opportunities. That's something that's, that's important. Be flexible. Um, I always say, you know, uh, just be nice. And at the same time, being collaborative. You know, that, that goes a long way as far as culture, too. Yeah, I really believe in supply chain. You get, you just keep getting better and better and better in this career in the sense that you just, with that confidence in the storm or crisis management ability, just because you've been through it and you kind of know the deal being in it, you become lethal down the line. It's just, I think half the battle sometimes is just having that composure. Um, And again, confidence to kind of think in those situations about, you know, next best step. Um, there's so much in the first few years that are formative to just kind of endure and figure out through while things are happening. Um, and, and really at a certain point, you kind of get that sixth sense for, okay, it's Thanksgiving. Something's going to happen with Romaine, you know, we're yes. <laughs> uh, it's just, it's, it's almost just not a surprise, you know, it's going to be Wednesday night, the day before Thanksgiving. Um, and one of your customers is going to be completely out of Romaine. You know, so, what we, um, what we anyways, normally, that's just what, what we normally do when November 1st hits, you know, we have a big meeting with our, our product recall team just to make sure that we're ready, just in case. And there you go. Yeah, I love it. Okay, how about a mentor in the business? Do you have one or a few and um, in, in what way? Um, well, I, I, I got a couple mentors in the business, but I think the the one person that was outside of the business that, that was my mentor was my, my father. Mm-hmm. Um, he challenged us to, to keep growing. And in his words, you know, le- never let grass grow under your feet. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he wasn't an educated man at all, but he made sure all seven of us were. He, he motivated us to be better, you know, to be tough because the world is challenging, you know. Uh, goes back to the, the no excuses, be professional. He worked his butt off multiple jobs, long hours for the opportunities that I'm, that I'm blessed with. Ah, oh, that's awesome. Okay. Last one and a fun one. Staple mm-hmm. produce item for a burger. What is the one item that you cannot live without? On a- 
fantastic, perfect birthday night. You burger. know me. You know me well. And my, my, one of my favorite burgers is the Buffalo Wild Wings burger, and I have to have shredded lettuce and tomatoes. Mm, it's perfect. Love it. <laughs> Byron, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, if people want to maybe ask a specific question around QA about process, about some of these things that may be either within and or without um, our control and kind of setting up good systems, how can they get a hold of you? Where can they find you? I'm, I'm on LinkedIn. Um, awesome. And they can also find me, uh, you know, through, through email, uh, you know, my, my email is uh, btheodore at inspirebrands.com. But definitely reach out to me on LinkedIn. Uh, I'm, I'm, I've definitely checked that a couple of times a, a day and happy to help anyone who's up and coming and uh, just, just has some questions about our industry or just quality assurance. Uh, you know, it's, it's always my duty to, uh, to, to give back. And, and if that's, that's definitely one way. It's a small way to me, but it's definitely a way that, uh, you know, that I, I enjoy is talking to anyone that has a question about the industry. All right. We'll be sure to link up your LinkedIn page in the show notes. So invitation there to reach out to him on the message there with any questions. Byron, thank you again. Thank you so much for having me and, and giving me this platform to not only talk about Inspire, but talk about my quality assurance team within Inspire. This has been another exciting episode of Grounded. See you next time. And that wraps up another episode. We have covered a lot of ground today. Thank you for joining. For show notes and our most updated market report, visit us at groundedthepod.com. Grounded is powered by the Buyer's Edge Produce Division. Our mission is to provide innovative solutions and excellent service to food service operators by leveraging technology, talent, and an insatiable appetite to improve.